So I started to uh, decide to do them on my own and it took years of trial and error, uh, but I've sort of figured out how, uh, what's kind of like the perfect recipe for where to pick a location, um, how to set up the itinerary for the week, how to um, help my students plan for getting there and signing up and paying. And You are listening to episode 17 of Tried and True with Caroline. On today's show, I am talking with Erin Weimert of Panacea Retreats. She's a yoga expert as well as a destination retreat planner. So in this episode, we talk a lot about what it takes to actually plan a retreat and see it through to the very end. So many details go into planning a retreat and it takes a lot more than just showing up to a beautiful location with your guests and all the things. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Make sure you take some notes because Erin definitely gives us some things to think about and definitely some things that you won't want to forget if you are planning a destination retreat. So I hope you enjoy the show. This is Tried and True, a place to chat about how aligning your daily wellness routine, mindset, and self-care contribute to building meaningful businesses and relationships while curating an empowered and fulfilling life. Being an entrepreneur isn't easy and learning to balance all of the things, that's another story, but totally worth it. Through these podcasts, my goal is to bring creative conversations to the table that empower, enlighten, and elevate your workspace wherever you are listening. If you are looking for a great place that's going to support that big dream of yours, replace your doubt with, you gotta do this thing, know that progress is better than perfection, and momentum is magic, you're in the right place. And you know that thing you keep looking for that you believe is going to change everything? I've got news for you. If you're still looking for it, I have your answer. Go and look in the mirror. You are the answer. I believe that the messages we hear are never a coincidence, and when the student is ready, the teacher appears. By listening to these conversations with experts, thought leaders, and fellow entrepreneurs, and more, you are opening the channels of expansion, allowing new sources of inspiration to ripple across your brainwaves, reminding you to come home to your already amazing self. Learn from the past, be wildly curious in the now, and blaze a new trail to the future. Your time is now, my friend. So if this sounds like your sort of conversation, I've got a seat reserved just for you. Welcome and thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Caroline, and let's get this show started. All right, so I would like to welcome everyone today to Tried and True with Caroline. Today I have a special guest. Her name is Erin Weimert, and she is a yoga retreat specialist. She's been in the yoga and fitness space for the last 13 years, and she has hosted and led yoga slash fitness type retreats for the last eight years, and her business is called Panacea Retreats. Y'all, I went to her website, and there was moving ocean water and there was people doing yoga and it was so like there was black sand and I was like oh my gosh it made me want to just 
go do a retreat. I mean, it's, it's, it's weird how like those little things like that you probably are sitting there because you've seen them a million times over and you're like, Oh, there's just moving water. But, you know, I think when people see certain things, it triggers different parts of the brain to be like, Oh man, that takes me to a, a specific place. And I was already like thinking to myself, you know, I really should be doing this. Like I need to be, I wanted to plan a retreat forever in a day. And just seeing that made me just want to be in that space. So without further ado, welcome, Aaron. Thank you for being here today. And let's do this. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. And I'm really happy that you noticed the little details on the site. I uh, try to work a lot with aesthetic and pictures on my social media and in particular my Instagram um, just to kind of get the juices flowing and, and help people put them in the seat of what it could be like to lead a retreat or, or attend one. Oh yeah. And d- definitely. And then I started reading about some of the upcoming retreats that, that you have on there. And again, I was like, man, I've never been to Costa Rica, but this one's looking pretty good. So yeah, Costa Rica, a lot of people haven't been to Costa Rica. um, And so it feels more exotic, but it's actually really, it's, there's a lot of direct flights to Costa Rica. Most people uh, speak English there. So it's a really beautiful place to do a retreat at. And like I said, easy to get to. Mm. So maybe I'll open up with What, so you've been in the, you've been in the yoga and fitness space for the last 13 years. What made you want to pivot to doing retreats and, you know, fitness type things abroad? Because I know, I mean, it's one thing to plan something locally, like in town. I mean, that's challenging enough, but when you take it like across water somewhere where, you know, just I think anything can happen. Um, I think it takes a special person to want to do that type of stuff because there are going to be some things that maybe are not in your control. And I think it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. So. Yeah. Well, I, I think one of the things I was a little, uh, (laughs) I was a little, I had some misunderstanding about was this like, um, kind of this glamorous thinking that like being a yoga and a fitness teacher was like a glamorous life and like (laughs) you get to pit you get to get paid to work out and you know you have a flexible schedule but as any yoga teacher will find out um, you have to hustle uh, a lot to make you know just barely enough to get by for for many teachers Mm -hmm. um and you know after a while I realized hey like I'm, I'm just sort of stuck making the same amount of money um, teaching 15, 20 classes a week, you know, going all around town and just barely getting by. So I feel like other than maybe teacher trainings, yoga retreats are one of the few ways that a teacher can actually, um, up-level their financial situation, get out of their financial rut. Um, it's been like, a light at the end of the tunnel for me where I could finally see myself thriving instead of just barely surviving. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I first started doing retreats in my, um, when I was like a baby teacher in my early twenties, I had 
I worked with a couple of retreat planners that helped me to plan my retreat. They basically do something similar to what I did, but um, what I got out of it was a free trip. I got to go for free. And at the time I thought that was really cool. But as I sort of grew up, I realized they made like a lot of money off of me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, you know, over 10 grand for sure. Wow. Uh, So I started to uh, decide to do them on my own and it took years of trial and error. uh, But I've sort of figured out how, uh, what's kind of like the perfect recipe for where to pick a location, um, how to set up the itinerary for the week, how to um, help my students plan for getting there and signing up and paying. And, um, over COVID, uh, I, you know, we all, everything shut down. We had to stay home and I basically took my business, um, you know, online was live streaming. Uh, and throughout that time I realized, wow, like I really love being (laughs) at home. (laughs) It's really nice to be, uh, in one spot, like, quarantine was a positive experience for me. Um, So as things started to open up, I started to lead retreats again. Um, You know, I took a business coaching course um, with eight other women, and it was all about starting your own business. So I decided, um, you know, I've been leading retreats for a while. I helped my friends um, put their retreats together. I should, I should make a business out of this. Mm -hmm. Uh, so this, yeah, this business was birthed, uh, last year in 2021. And, um, it's, there's seems to be like more of a need for it than I, I could have ever thought. So my goal is for teachers to, um, help, help them have the same experience of Mm -hmm. being able to travel, lead a retreat, and make good money without having to worry about any of the planning um, or any of the administrative stuff that goes on behind the scenes that can be really over overwhelming. That can be really confusing for people. Mm-hmm. I can take care of that for them and they can go and have this experience, which has been life-changing for me. And so I cater to teachers who have never led a retreat before mm-hmm. and don't know what to do or how to get started. And also those who have led a retreat and just don't want to do all all the stuff that goes into it in the background. That's awesome. I mean, and it's, you know, it's great that it came from a place of where when you started, you know, you felt like you were being, well, you did kind of get taken advantage of, but it kind of like makes me sad when I hear stories like that, where people just like, they just totally get taken advantage of. And here you are this, you know, probably scraping the barrel yoga teacher, like, all of us tend to be, it was, it's just kind of like disheartening that people in that, in like the planning business already should see that. Like, unless you're some of these, you know, bigger people that are on much greater stages and are just paid because of their, their celebrity profile as an instructor, they already know that you're not making like millions and millions of dollars, because if you were, you probably wouldn't have been hiring that and the fact that they, you know, they kind of capitalized on that and took advantage of you and try and, and made you really believe, you know, pulling the wool over your eyes that, oh, just because you're getting this free, you're going to get to go for free. No, you know, so it's nice that you were able, you didn't, it didn't like scar you. Like you decided, okay, I'm going to take this and I'm going to run with it and I'm going to make it even better. But there's also going to be something prosperous in it for the teacher as well. 
And that's right. a nice twist. Yeah. I feel like yoga teachers have been taken advantage of for a long time. Um, you know, even when it comes to being paid like notoriously low rates, being asked to stay, come early and stay late um, and show up for unpaid, you know, like meetings and trainings and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've been there and I didn't see it. Um, you know, I feel like at, at least in 2020 uh, here in Denver, there was a lot of things that came out from different yoga studios that closed, just like kind of the corruption and manipulation that was happening behind the scenes. And um, so I think that's forced studios, especially ones have reopened to, you know, look at how they're treating their teachers. And um, I've noticed that uh, at least the studios that I'm teaching at, they are willing to pay a little bit more, but um, mm. this is a whole different conversation I'm very passionate about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're start like if I'm a beginner and I've never done a yoga retreat somewhere, which is completely, this is all me right now. Where, like, is there like a minimum amount of people? Like, what would you say is the minimum amount of people that is doable for a retreat in general? Well, it depends if it's like um, local or in, like a domestic retreat or international. The money is in international retreats. Um, I'll say that. So for an international, it's different from place to place, but typically I'd say around eight participants is mm-hmm. required for like you as an instructor to come and get your your room and food and everything for free. Mm. Um so it's, it's doable. Um, and, you know, I would say usually selling out a retreat is somewhere around 20, mm. unless you're like Janet Stone, Shiva Ray, and you're doing a retreat for like 40, 50 people. Wow. Um, but that those would be like typical numbers for an international retreat and usually domestic retreats. Um, a lot of people I've, I've talked to feel like they break even or end up in the negative with domestic retreats and they're not wrong. And they're obviously a lot easier to wrap your head around, but right. um, price per night somewhere local, like, um, you know, in where you are in Florida or certainly mm-hmm. here in Colorado, it's a lot higher than it is somewhere in like Mexico or Costa Rica or Nicaragua. Mm. And I think you also just don't get, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, the Four Seasons here in Orlando is beautiful. There are certain hotels, but like you're not going to go to the Orlando Marriott and have a yoga retreat. I'm sorry. Just not going to be. Yeah. It's not going to be like inspiring to me or and if I'm not inspired and I'm leading it, that's a problem. So I can see where being in a a destination location, one, it's a little bit more inclusive. And two, I think you just like there's just something to be said for being out in a wild, lustrous kind of environment to evoke that whole oneness with, I don't know, yourself, nature, etc. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Because when I do consultation calls with people, they'll have an idea in their mind of like, I want to do it at this hotel, uh, or an Airbnb. And the thing about those places as well if you've ever been in a hotel for like you know four to seven days it can kind of feel like the walls are closing in like feel a little bit like cabin fevery um and the thing with airbnbs is that the most important thing to keep in mind is the host can cancel 
this mm-hmm. has happened. Then you have to figure out like how to get a chef. You have to figure out how to get everyone to the place. You have to either, you know, the luxuries of like house cleaning and a restaurant, people don't have the option to have their own room a lot of time. Right. Um, and in a hotel, you'd be doing yoga in like a conference room or something. So I'm looking for very specific things um, in a venue that is set up to host yoga retreats that are spread out that have food there, that have shuttles available, that have access to excursions, that have enough space so people can have their own room if they want, um, that is laid out in a way that, yeah, like I said, helps you enjoy your nature or being alone, or you can be with a group or, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're somewhere international, you can be right by, you know, the beach or, you know, whatever. So I'm definitely looking for something specific. I want to find people exactly what they want, but I'm Mm -hmm. looking for something specific that, going to make sure their students are going to feel super comfortable and that that's going to minimize the risk of anything going wrong. Are there like certain guidelines that you say, okay, this is kind of how the retreat runs. Like you do, you know, yoga or whatever fitness it is that you're doing for that particular, if it's a three day, if it's a four day, if it's a whatever day, then there's guidelines or there's like, kind of like, well, you don't want to do, you can't do yoga for 12 hours a day. I mean, unless you're doing a YTT. Okay. But even still, that's a lot, but is there a certain like parameter of, okay, this is kind of the guidelines of how we do retreat kind of things. Yeah. I've not been to one. Yeah. I've not been to Uh one. Well, so usually they're set up. So there's like two classes a day, usually like a more higher energy class in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like, usually like a lower energy class in the afternoon, like I'll do yin and yoga nidra in the afternoon. Okay. Um, And like vinyasa in the morning. And then um, usually you'll give people like an off day where they can just sleep in and do whatever they want. Um, you'll usually also leave a day where you have an afternoon off to do like an excursion or a Mm -hmm. morning. Mm -hmm. Um, and then another thing I would recommend people add into the schedule is doing like an opening circle at the beginning. So everyone can introduce themselves, um, do like icebreaker type stuff. And you can also like give people important information, like, this is where the water fountain is. You're like, this is where the restaurant is. And then I would also recommend they do a closing circle at the end. So you can sort of like get closing thoughts from people um, and do some um, special activities just so people can feel like they can get into reintegration mode and get ready to go home. Right. And so your inspiration for doing the retreats came from kind of this place of you were somewhat taken advantage of and you wanted to, you enjoyed the process of creating the retreat and you wanted to make this a business of yourself. How do you think this inspires you as the yoga teacher slash entrepreneur to be able to create these experiences for, for people? Like, how does that intrinsically help you or how does it um, inspire you to do your work? My, like I said, one of my first goals with starting Panacea Retreats was um, I wanted to show teachers how they could make 
some money mm-hmm. um, and help them in that. Because honestly, like starting my business and, you know, learning money mindset um, exercises and, and getting into the zone where um, I sort of see my worth, like I had to work with some coaches and I had to work in particular female coaches and they helped me really step into my, my power and, you know, realize that I could create a life that I I wasn't in survival mode all the time. So that's my goal with helping teachers, my current clients. I am, um, my goal for them after like fees and everything Mm -hmm. expenses and my fees is I'm, my goal for them is to make uh, at least 10 grand. Um, and these are international retreats. Um, so I know, um, these, these are both full-time teachers. I know that that's going to help them because I know they're in the same place as I am where they're like kind of scraping to get by. Um, and also I've learned so much about the planning process and I know that just getting started and planning a retreat can be so overwhelming for people that they don't even get started or they're like, I'll do that later. And then they never do it. So I just want people to have this experience where, it can be stress-free. They don't have to worry about things getting taken care of or missing details. Their their students can know that everything's going to be taken care of. That can be that point of contact for them. Um, And yeah, I just want it to be really like an easy, stress-free, profitable experience for teachers because my heart goes out to the teachers who are struggling and feeling like the monotony of of just Mm -hmm. hustling and being broke. So um, yeah, I want to help people get out of that situation and, and travel and go somewhere beautiful and get out of the rut. Right. And I'm glad you brought up, you know, the, the creation of, of ease, because I believe a lot of times when, especially in the entrepreneurial space where people are beginning and they have this this big plan to do something, whether it's create a website, whether it's get their email list going, whether it's writing copy. I mean, you could go on and on, right, about the whole entrepreneurial space. But when you look at, if somebody says to you, okay, you know, Caroline, you can go plan this retreat all by yourself. You're going to stumble through it. And yeah, you're going to learn your lessons, but some of the lessons you learn might not be so great. And you might people will never do a retreat with you again, or do you pay X amount of money and get it right the first time? It's going to cost you a little bit more, but in the long run, you can't redo a first impression when you're doing these types of things, because these are, people are spending money on these retreats and they are putting, you know, they're taking time off of work. They're taking time off from their family, some people, and it's a big deal. And you want your retreat to be first class, because if it's not, then the people are probably not going to buy from you again. And then your name's going to be out there as the disaster retreat. I just want people to understand that sometimes, you know, think about how badly you want something to go right and be willing to be able to pay for that to hopefully go right. Like you're not giving your money away to somebody who says they know what they're doing, but they really don't. Hopefully you've done your due diligence and research, but it makes such a big difference and it cuts your time. It saves you so much time. It saves you so much, probably stress and aggravation when something doesn't go your way. And it just, if you already know that this person knows exactly what to do and you're not in this to learn to do it yourself, pay them to do it. 
and be done with it. Like, don't sit there and stress over this is going to cost X, Y, Z. And is it really worth it? And I'm sure you're going to say it is worth it, but you have to just take that, like you said, abundant mindset and that worthiness and that whole thing of, I need to do this because I want this to go X, Y, Z way. I don't want it to be a complete flop. It's hard enough to run the business, much less now we're going to throw a retreat in there. And I've got to worry about all of that. Plus all the hundred other things I've got to do. So is that right? Like, am I on this right path here? Yeah. I mean, honestly, if anything feels like the least bit organized or if people are looking at their teacher, like, Hey, what are we doing? What's next? And they don't know what's going on. They're not going to come back and they're probably going to tell other people about it. So I have really, I'm working mostly with full service retreat planning. Um, I also do offer like coaching if people feel like, Hey, I know how to build a website and set up payments and, and all that. Um, but what I do basically is help people find the perfect place. I do all the communication with the venue, um, all the communication with the students. I build a website for uh, teachers so that their students can sign up and pay. I do um, all the logistical communications with throughout the entire planning process. Um, I do the wire transfers to the venue. I also have legal paperwork that takes care of myself and my teacher um, and setting up excursions and shuttles and excursion transportation and making sure people have a way to communicate throughout the retreat. So I take care of a lot of stuff. So people feel like I just don't want to deal with all that. I that's that's my specialty. Absolutely. And I try to make it affordable for teachers. Like I said, it is really important for me that teachers make money. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I try to make it so people this is accessible to to anyone. And I mean, when you were like, when you were just sitting there rattling off all the different things, you know, I think those are things that people don't think about. They just think about, oh, I just want to have my retreat in Costa Rica at this hotel. And I'm just going to call them and reserve a block of rooms and make sure that nobody else is there at the same time. And, you know, they're only thinking of like surface level things where you're there thinking of plan B and C if D goes wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, you're thinking of all the other things that I would not be thinking about because you've already done this. So it's, it's just, um, I think it's great. And definitely like, definitely if I do one, which I seriously, seriously want to do, like I would completely hire you in doing one for me because I am not going to one. I've realized in this entrepreneurial space there's only so much bandwidth that we can actually be in control of and do. And I think if you want to be part of the creative process behind, like let somebody do all the technical back work, you focus on yourself, the one that's leading the retreat, you focus on the creative aspect of it. What do you want people to feel, do, learn, be changed by, have an impact with while they are in that space. If you spend all of your bandwidth and all of your brain power on their flights and what kind of food they're eating, that's not the yoga retreat or the fitness retreat. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing that's really important um, that you just touched on is having like a theme for the week for the retreat. Mm -hmm. Um, That your description of the retreat, what people are going to experience um, your intention for them throughout the week and and how you can um, hope that they'll feel afterwards can be Mm -hmm. a big draw to get people to come. If you're just like, um, I just talked to someone who was having a hard time sign up for their retreat. And I was like, well, what's, what's your theme? And she's like, I don't, you know, what do you mean? She's like, come, come to Mexico with me and do yoga. Mm -hmm. Um, But people really want to know, like, so it could be something um, more niche, like dealing with anxiety and grief or something like that, or it could be something a little broader, like a journey through the chakras Mm-hmm. Um, or, uh, you know, even I'm doing a fitness retreat next year and I'm, it's going to be all around, like, even though it's fitness based, it's going to be around like kind of getting unstuck and moving out old stagnant, stale energy. So even that has like a theme and a purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something I would definitely suggest people, um, think about in the beginning stages when they're trying to figure out where do I want to do my retreat. Mm. I've kind of thought about doing a mother daughter retreat because my girls are, my girls both love to do yoga and we do yoga all together. And, um, I just haven't seen a lot of those kinds of retreats. I don't know, maybe they're not popular, but I would completely take my kids, you know, kids, I mean, they're 21 and almost 20. So I would take them on a retreat you know that sounds amazing I've never seen anything like that before I think that would be a huge hit yeah I think so too and I think it would be a great I mean I am so like I tell my kids all the time like I am so happy that one you chose me as your mom and two that I have been able to kind of groom you in this yoga wellness good for you space and that you actually have been using yoga and, and these tools to help you in your teenage into young woman adulthood time. And I mean, so much sooner than I was ever introduced to yoga. So I'm Same. just grateful. And I wish, you know, and, and I, and I see how the connection that it's allowed me to my girls. And so I just think that it's such a a beautiful integration of just teaching young girls to be more in tune with themselves and start the empowerment of themselves as young women and just teaching them about their bodies and how to be, stay in tune with them and how to be just engaged with themselves, like, and not worry about all of the extrinsic things that society puts on our youth. And um, yeah, it's, it's been in my, it's been on my mind for a while. And uh, I'm telling you, when I saw you, yeah, when I, (laughs) when I saw you like with the yoga retreats, I'm like, there's a reason why I saw this post. Cause you know, those posts in the podcast collaboration group can go by. You just never see, you'll never see them again. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I totally feel you on that. I really went through my spiritual journey, like on my own, when mm-hmm. I, you know, got into my twenties and I started practicing yoga. Um, and I, you know, I didn't have that from my mother, but I definitely think our relationship would be a lot different. Um, you know, had I had received some of that wisdom or information from her, um, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like there's a little bit of a gap in, 
in our relationship and, and how close we're able to be because, you know, I did have to do that on my own with someone else's mom (laughs) who was a yoga teacher. Um, So yeah, I think that sounds like an incredible idea. Yeah, I think so. I think I'm going to really, really put more thought into it and, and really bring it into action because, and that's another thing I also want to talk about is like, we have to really capitalize on, oh, you know, I'll just, like I said, I'll just do it, you know, I'll just start working on it in another month or I'll, I'll do that next year. And, or I'll, you know, I don't, nobody's going to want to go like, who's going to bring their kid or who's going to bring, you know what I'm saying? And, and I think we need to get out of that mindset because I believe that if we put something out there and we really believe in it and we make it a very purposeful thing, I think that people will, will do it especially if there's a lot of positive energy and good energy behind it. And, and it's something that we really want because that's just, that just seems to be the way that it goes, you know, like how, you know, not necessarily law of attraction, but I think that when we really want something and we know in our hearts that it's, it's very beneficial, I think it just magnifies itself and it works. And so completely. I, I just, uh, I don't know. That's just kind of what I've been learning in this journey so far this year, where I've really like, I'm putting everything and everything into what I'm doing. Like it's starting to really, really pick up. And I know you probably were, you know, you noticed the same thing about your business where you were like, man, I can really do this and, um, and not put it off, you know, not, not continue to put off the, Oh, I'm going to start this next year. So if people and are I wanting... try to make, I Go try ahead. to make those first steps as easy for people as possible. Cause I would say it's the first steps that are the hardest mm-hmm. getting the retreat off the ground. And literally when I talk to people on the phone and they decide they want to do it, I just say, okay, tell me some places you want. Um, you're interested in going, what are some you know, like no, no's for you? What do you absolutely want to have? I'll do research for them. I will help them reserve the week. I'll get their website up for them. I'll get them all their marketing materials, which I have some people like postcards to hand out and things like that. And they honestly can just sort of sit back and and wait for me to get it all up and going for them. And all they have to do is just tell their students. Um, So I really try to make that first initial leap as easy um, Mm -hmm. as and as quick as possible. So we can just get things off the ground. So let's say somebody wants to do a retreat. Are there better times, maybe phrase it this way. Are there better times to do retreats in like tropical spaces? Are there like seasons of retreats? Like, for example, you know, are there people more inclined to go to Mexico in the summer or do people go to Costa Rica in the winter or? So down South and like Mexico, Central America, South America, a lot of times, um, and it obviously differs the further south you go, um, the rainy season can be around like May, April, May, and, mm-hmm. and through like October. Mm-hmm. Um, so I say summer retreats, like international retreats, mm-hmm. um, don't do as well because people's kids are out of school. They're traveling with their kids. They're doing whatever, like families together. So not to say it's impossible. Like there's definitely retreats in the summertime, but they just don't sell as well. Mm. Um, Now for me, I'm in Colorado and it's, it's cold. Like obviously 
fall through, you know, most of spring. And um, the most profitable time of the year I found is like um, October, November, um, and then getting into the new year, like end of January, February, March, um, people just want to get out of the snow. Mm. Um, So those are, those are the most profitable times, I would say. They also fill up um, the quickest. So you want to think about if you're doing international, it's probably going to be around 10 to 12 months ahead of time. You have to reserve a spot before wow. it fills. Okay. But I know that can sound like a lot of time, but the mm-hmm. more time you leave to plan a retreat, yeah. the more likely you're going to fill it up because you can't just tell somebody like a couple times or post online, you know, once right. a month saying, Hey, I have a retreat. Like people have to see it. Like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 times until they're like, Oh, Aaron has a retreat. <laughs> like, right. Uh, so, I mean, I honestly, like I'll post weekly about my retreats and every time get someone interested who, you know, didn't see the other posts or whatever. So um, the more time you have to prepare and let people know and market, um, the more likely you're going to fill it up. So it's, it's actually a good thing to leave more time. Hmm. Now, are there any places, what's the, what's the farthest place that you've done a retreat? Farthest place I've gone is Guatemala. Um, my first retreat ever was in Belize. Um, and I love Belize. Um, Costa Rica is a favorite of mine. Nicaragua, which is right there. Um, it's also another favorite of mine. Um, and I was starting to think about going into Indonesia right before COVID, um, because I've been dying to go to Bali. Um, so that hasn't happened. And I'm a little hesitant about suggesting Europe to people right now. Not that we couldn't do something in Europe, but Mm -hmm. you just, I feel like you never know when they're going to go into a lockdown. Right. (laughs) Uh, at least, you know, if you're going down South, like most of those countries have stayed open. So Mm. they're usually like the safest bet. Now, hopefully it looks like things are winding down COVID wise. Um, but you know, you just never know. So, um, those are my favorites for sure. All the things that you've learned thus far about your, about your business and your process, knowing what you know now, is there anything that you would do differently based on what you've learned thus far? Hmm. Let's see. I feel like I would be a little, um, I'd be more careful with my time. Like it took me a while to realize I need to call these our first consultation calls. Like these are 30 minutes. Cause I would have people pick my brain for like, you know, over an hour and then decide that they want to do their own retreat. Um, mm-hmm. I've checked in on them and they haven't, but um, uh, I would definitely say be more careful of, of my time. I would um, I've been doing a lot more work, getting my like Facebook ads out and getting email addresses and putting more time into newsletters and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found that that's, that's been really helpful because, you know, say Instagram goes down one day, Facebook, like right. you lose your business, but you're not going to lose your email. So that's, that's um, definitely one of the most important things that I've learned. But yeah, I, I just feel like I'm really passionate about helping teachers who've been in the exact same position that I've been in, um, you know, make something exciting happen for them and, and help them, you know, figure out how to make some money and 
Um, mm. I just, it's been such a, it's been such a positive experience in my life. And I really want to help other people know that, that same experience. I've never been on a yoga retreat. And I know that sounds really crazy with all the yoga that I've done, but I did go to an art camp um, in Idaho for, it was like three or four days. And it was so amazing. Like there's something about you being disconnected from your everyday groove. I mean, they even like told us that they didn't even want us to be on our cell phones, which I, I did kind of like, I needed to check in. So with my family at home, but I wasn't on my phone a lot and it really makes a difference. Like there's a piece of you that you are able to tap into when you are on these types of retreats that you will not be able to access in your day-to-day life because you just don't get the, the space and the, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like just the ability to let yourself go. Does that make sense? And not let yourself go, like be wild and crazy, but give your brain enough of a break to where you can actually decompress and be in your own space. Yeah, I think that one of the things that is most helpful with kind of disconnecting is um, reconnecting with the group that you're actually with, people Mm -hmm. that you're spending time with. Um, I mean, on all of my retreats, everybody who's attended became like best friends throughout the week. Um, And that becomes a lot more interesting than scrolling on your phone. So I think that through connection, you can disconnect, like through connection with people, you can disconnect from your to-do list, your, Mm. your, your social media, you know, whatever it is, your email, that's, that's keeping you sort of in this agitated state. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And the people that, you know, end up going on these retreats or being part of this group energetically you were all put in this container. They chose this time and that person chose this time. And, you know, the universe handpicked this group to come together for a reason. Yeah. That's what I've always believed about, you know, you know, going on these retreats or even, even just energetically in a yoga training or whatever it may be where a group of people have come together to do something, a class online or whatever it is like, I feel like there's always something to learn in that container because those people were brought, somebody signed up for this, just like you signed up for it. So there was a calling for that person to sign up and be a part of this group collectively. Why at that point in time? I don't know, but I find that it's always very interesting to see a collective of people come together and what drew them into that space at that particular time. And what's learned from it, you know? Right. Yeah. No, being with like-minded people can be so powerful. It can make you feel more at ease. It can feel like you can be more authentic and genuine and more relaxed. And, you know, when you're in that state, you also don't feel like you need to check on your phone as much because you're not feeling like as neurotic or like I said, agitated, you're just like, okay, I'm with these people and being myself. And this is a really, I mean, it's not, unfortunately, it's not that often that we get to experience that, you know, some people more than others. So it's a really powerful place to be in group. Right. No, I, I agree. I really agree. Where do you see yourself 
with your business in the next year? Like, what do you hope to accomplish in the next year or so with your yoga retreat business? Well, I, um, I do offer additional like chaperone services. Like if somebody wants me to come with them Mm -hmm. um, and give them that extra support, like in person, I'm hoping to do more of that. Um, Definitely. If I find people that are wanting to go to Indonesia, Bali is such a big place to do yoga retreats. I will absolutely be going um, over there to, you know, even if they don't like, choose to have it as an extra add-on like I definitely want to go be there and support um, people who are going to like different continents that they've never been to or Mm -hmm. um, I just I want to feel like I want to be a little bit more present on retreats like for Mm -hmm. people who feel like they want it and need it and figure out how um, it can make that happen because there's certainly people who are comfortable traveling but there's just Mm -hmm. as many teachers who have never traveled internationally or mm-hmm. um, don't feel as comfortable doing it. So I, I'd like to be more present um, on site with people who, who feel like they want that support. Mm. That's awesome. Like I could totally see um, a safari type retreat, you know, where you're like looking out at the Serengeti and you're, yeah, I bet that would be really, really pretty. And I know that's <laughs> farther than, Belize, you know, especially here in Florida, that's a little bit farther to go than Belize. But I just think that those type, like I said, you know, those types of experiences are things that, you know, maybe you're only going to experience once in your life, but even that one time in your life, I mean, what if you get like this million dollar idea or you just come to this aha moment in that space, it's literally priceless. Like whatever you spent was worth that whole moment of just being in yourself and witnessing the whatever it was that pure bliss happiness space that you were able to acquire because you were in this part of the world you know and I think yeah it's moments like life is not always joyful and happy every minute of the day but when we are able to encapsulate those those moments of joy and those moments of happiness that we experience that are just blissful and euphoric i i feel like we draw on those times we can put ourselves back in that space and feel that same thing when we need it when we need that inspiration and that lift and that encouragement but we have to experience it first to be able to get there Right. No, we had, I had someone on my um, November Costa Rica retreat who decided they just loved it so much that they went back down and are like looking for land and want to, they're working on like relocating there. Wow. So <laughs> uh, kind of jealous, but you know, I, it's definitely a goal of mine to um, be able to live in a different country myself, but you know, my husband has to be present here for work. So it's a whole different thing, but I feel like living in a different country is, is something I certainly want to do. Yeah. That would be really, really cool. So is there anything else that you feel like you would like to share that we did not touch on or that you would want people to know about your business or something about the retreat industry? Just if you're feeling 
maybe just stuck and unmotivated and just feeling like you're in this routine of teaching studio class after studio class and just like where's this going um i would say look into leading retreats um because like i said it for me it felt like the light at the end of the tunnel and now i can lead a couple a year and i don't have to teach 15 classes a week i teach one in-person class and live stream a couple of times a week and that's Mm. I have that freedom of time now because I started to lead retreats. So mm. it was my way out of feeling like, is this as good as it gets? Like there's nowhere to go. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just, I just want to help people rediscover and reignite their, their passion for teaching by being able to go somewhere beautiful and, and make, make their worth, you know, you're present mm-hmm. for like a, all day long for your students for however long like you deserve to be paid well for that right um so I try to help my teachers maximize their profits and and feel happy with what they're coming home with and just have it be a stress-free experience so where can I want to make sure that people know where to find you I know that all the information will be on the pod page but you can go ahead and let people know maybe there's something special you want them to know right now about your retreats or you have any offers now or anything where people can find you please fire away I am yeah I'm Panacea Retreats on Insta and Facebook and my website is panacearetreats.co and I just um, encourage people to set up a call with me it's free and we can see like you know if it's a good fit and and we can get things going like pretty soon once you decide like, yeah, this is, this is where I want to go. I want to do this. And um, it's, it's a pretty quick and seamless, um, you know, way to jump in. And I'm just, I love what I do. I love, I love making sure that all the details are taken care of. Like, it's just something that I've grown to really appreciate and I want to help other people do the same. So um, yeah find me and you can DM me if you're more comfortable with that or whatever. Okay. Well, thank you, Erin, so much for taking time out of your day today to spend with me to talk about the retreat business. I feel so much more um, comfortable actually in wanting to do this for real. And I think everyone else, you, you gave people such great ideas and a lot to just kind of digest and think about, you know, everyone reach out to Erin if you are interested in planning out your retreat. So thank you again. And we will talk soon. Can't wait. Thank you for listening to the show today. I really appreciate and value your time. If you think that someone else could use a listen to this, please reach out and share it with them. And if you want to make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. I hope you have an amazing day and that I see you next week on next week's episode. Remember, nothing changes if nothing changes, and direction is everything. See you next week, friends.